0: Welcome to the Niners Nation podcast. We're back yet another week of this horrible long offseason that feels like it's not only snowing but hailing inside 49ers land and we can't get out of it and it gets worse every day and I just want it to stop but it doesn't because there's always a new report about the quarterbacks and it just doesn't stop and my god what a... 4 weeks it has been. With me as always is Leo Luna of 49goldmine.com. How are you doing, man?
1: Uh refreshed, refreshed. So, m- my beautiful wife decided to plan a trip to where we went down to Mexico for a few nights and oh my gosh, got away from Twitter, Holy got away from quarterback box and <laughs> just had a beach view uh the whole time when I woke up both after both nights. So, shout out to her. Thank you for that very very refreshed at the moment
0: yeah kept off twitter for a little while you didn't have to see the uh, horribleness that was when the report came out that the 49ers would uh not be looking at a quarterback unless it was a big swing twitter exploded and became unbearable once again and to nobody's surprise and here we are again talking about jimmy garoppolo which is the one thing i just don't want to (laughs) do
1: Well, yeah. Well, let's look at it. Big swing. That's fair because Sam Darnold, that's not a big swing. Carson Wentz, that's not a big swing. Um, I don't even know if they're parallel moves at the quarterback position. You could actually decline with those two names. Um, so big swing is actually pretty on point because Deshaun Watson, big swing, trading up in the draft, big swing. So hey. Dak Prescott, the the big contract so, so, swing. When I see those reports, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want.
0: I, 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 I yeah. And
1: if they take the swing or not.
0: Totally. No, like, like that's the thing is the big swings we're talking about, you know, like you said, Watson trading up in the draft, paying Dak Prescott a ton of money. Like those big swings are the kind of stuff we're looking for because As we've said on this show specifically, as much as people on Twitter want to argue with us, they are only a quarterback away. With a quarterback, this team is immediately back in the Super Bowl. With Deshaun Watson, they're probably the next dynasty of the NFL. And so, you know, when these reports come out, you know, people kind of tend to take them whichever way they want. And the thing is, is like the Niners do not want to just destroy Jimmy Garoppolo's like uh, not necessarily his happiness, but like his confidence like, they're not just trying to ruin his life. You know, They if they have to go back to him, they they are not afraid to go back to him. I think that's become pretty obvious. Do they want to go back to him? Hell no. Hell no, they don't. And these reports are the kind of stuff you keep, you post out because you want to kind of feel it out. You want to posture a little bit, see what's going on, and, you know, make sure that he's not being, you know, completely destroyed by seeing the fact that you went after Matthew Stafford, you're going to try and go after Watts. And I think it's just kind of like keeping him happy, you know, while also continuing your search for the quarterback of the future.
1: And also it's like, Jimmy has been in the league for a long time. He understands it's a business. Like he was under the goat, uh, backed up the goat in Tom Brady. And he saw Tom Brady even moved on to Tampa Bay and got a ring. So all he's got to do is just, continue his brand, which his brand is his name. And if you are a San Francisco 49er or not, just go out there, play your game, try to elevate yourself, elevate your teammates, rather than throwing yourself a pity party, which everything I've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think he'll throw himself a pity party. And that's someone that enjoys being on top. Uh, We've seen it when he came to the 49ers in 2017. Uh, We've even seen it in 2019 uh, with the feels great baby um, that just basically went viral, especially on 49ers Twitter. So he's a guy who enjoys being on top and there is limitations to his game while those limitations are still there and they're going to be there, whether he's a quarterback in 2021 for the 49ers or not. um, He's someone that's just going to go out there and give his best effort rather than basically crying on the sideline because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan um, try to move him basically two years in a row.
0: And that's the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo and why I've never been like, I absolutely hate him because, you know, parts of me, I hate his game. I hate watching him play football. Yes. But I think as a person and as like a, a competitor and as just a general, like a dude, he is a good guy. He wants to win. He wants to be great. I think the thing is, is like when you watch as much film as a lot of us do, and you watch as much just, quarterback play in general you notice the flaws more and you know it sucks you know i I, we've seen this show a million times i was super into the idea of having jimmy garoppolo as the franchise quarterback but you know we've seen so many flaws and stuff and it's like the niners have obviously seen it and so the fact that they're trying to look for guys you know that's what they're going to do and if they don't succeed then they're not going to they're going to move on. They're going to keep Jimmy and hopefully draft a rookie or hopefully have a better backup plan than freaking CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins.
1: <laughs> like they always say, it's basically wherever you are in the, in your work industry, it's work smarter, not harder. Um, Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. He's got to work harder in his game plan rather than having a guy like Deshaun Watson. He's able to work smarter in his game plan. So, That's the obvious goal going into each game. So when you take a big swing, it's for those guys. Because if you bring in a Sam Darnold Carson once, like I said, it's parallel. Kyle Shanahan's going to have to continue to work hard. If that's the situation, you're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm even saying that as someone who says the quarterback position needs to be upgraded because it is the most important position in the NFL yeah, this team has other position needs that they need to fix, like the cornerback position, and some interior offensive linemen, running back depth, because it's basically just Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson that you could count on, but yet those guys show them that they can get injured and, and miss a couple games. So while you have those scenarios that can happen, it's the quarterback position that needs to be the number one priority because you're going to go only as far as Jimmy Garoppolo is going to take you. And while his floor may not be that low compared to a CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins, those guys are basically inserted into the ground type of low rather than Jimmy Garoppolo's just sea level. But yet Deshaun Watson could take you to the very top of the mountain and Jimmy Garoppolo will take you halfway there. And then you need your other things on point like defense, running game. That'll take you to the top. So it's just much more variables with Jimmy Garoppolo compared to a Watson, Prescott, or a potential upside in a rookie. Because we don't, we don't know these guys yet. They're unproven in the NFL. But just on pure potential, those guys are uh, like a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. Those are potential mountaintop guys. That's why they're getting talked about in the top half of the first round.
0: So we've talked about you know the bad of this Jimmy Garoppolo news and whatnot, and we talked about you know what we have to talk about. But let's have some fun tonight. Let's let's talk a little bit about the fun parts of of what is the offseason. You know, there's so many things about this offseason that have been you know miserable because the quarterback talk just never seems to end. It just goes on forever and ever and ever, and it, it it's like it's like the the wheel on the Price is Right, except it never ever stops at anything but five. It's always five. So you're always, you're never going to go to the, you're never going to go to the the, the, the showdown. <laughs> it's always at five. And that's how I feel about Niners Twitter. It's always at five because nothing's happening. You know, we thought the whole Stafford thing was happening. People got a little excited and, you know, maybe you got to 50 a couple times. But the things that could make this really fun, let's just talk about a couple of them. So Deshaun Watson, you know, he still isn't answering the Houston Texans phone calls. We're now, you know, like I said, four weeks into the offseason. Um... The Texans released J.J. Watt this weekend, um, and then there was also a report that said that J.J., That I'm sorry, Deshaun has two teams on his list. And those team, teams are the Miami Dolphins, who another report came out and said they're sticking with their boy to a tag of Aloha most likely. And the other team was the San Francisco 49ers. So, I mean, there is a scenario that is maybe becoming more and more real every week we get closer to this divorce of Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans that this could be the big swing they end up doing
1: I hope so just go up in that box and straight you know on the left-handed side and give me a Barry Bonds type swing into the McCovey Cove that's what I want to see this offseason um like it I like Jimmy Garoppolo I, I wanted him to be the next quarterback of the sixth lombardi being brought into the bay area but like how realistic is that i i i don't i'm not going to put you know my hand on it i'm not going to put a bet on it rather than you take that big swing like a deshaun watson because it's available you never really get these opportunities you missed on him the first time uh kind of one of those fool me once and then you're not going to fool me again. That's what they need to do with this Deshaun Watson saga because he wants out of Houston. He he really does. He does not want to play another down with those Houston Texans and you can't blame him. And when you have pieces on your team like this 49ers team does, um say if this was some other franchise quarterback in 2017, year 1 when Shanahan took over, they wouldn't have had those pieces to make this deal happen as far as like players that they could trade off young players. They didn't have that in 2017. They have that now. You could give a Javon Kinlaw and three first-round picks or two first-round picks plus two twos to make that happen. Um, because when you look at trading Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson, I am, this is solely based on my belief. Nick Bosa is going to have $11 million in dead cap. So you're going to trade a, a star caliber of that plus eat his $11 million. And while the market may be two first for Nick Bosa, for the 49ers, his market is three first because he was a transcending player on the defense. And they don't want to trade him, and he does not want to be traded. So his market should be elevated to three first rather than Deshaun Watson. He wants to be traded. He put in a trade request. So usually his market would be like, basically an eternity of first round picks, but you would say four should be his value. okay, cool I think Jabon kinlaw is still worth a one by a team and then you're giving them that 12th pick that's like a one plus a two and then you're giving them two and you know another first on top of that so the 49ers they have the assets to make it happen even if you want to give up less first round picks okay cool. Greenlaw, Kinlaw, plus two ones. 49ers have the assets. They they could add in Emmanuel Mosley to sweeten the deal. They could add in a Tarvarius Moore to sweeten the deal. They have the pieces there.
0: Absolutely. That's the thing about this trade scenario. Everyone keeps saying, oh, a trade for Deshaun just probably isn't in the cards. I think it's absolutely in the cards. When you're a team that has this much talent, and we've talked about it on this show a lot, the team has a lot of talent behind the starters. Don't get it twisted. These starters, yes, they got injured last year, but the fact that they were able to be competitive in these games with freaking Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard on offense and with, you know, a lot of their defense hurt is because they have depth. They have another player underneath the the guy who gets hurt. And, yeah, you you lose some of that depth. But when you add a player like Deshaun Watson to a roster like this, they – I mean, you think that you like watching Jimmy Garoppolo play football, which I don't, but some people do, you know – You think you like that? Wait till you see what Deshaun can do, because he is Patrick Mahomes good. Like, he is probably right now the third best quarterback in the entire NFL. Yes, he's better than Russell Wilson. And I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. And so if it comes down to, you know, obviously, I don't want to give up Bosa. I don't want to give up Kittle. I don't want to give up Warner. But I'm down to give up whatever it takes to get a player like that. But if there's a way you can make it work with like three firsts and a Kinlaw or two firsts and a Kinlaw and giving up that 12, because I feel like where the the leverage is going to change here is going to be as we get closer to the draft, because the Broncos have a higher first than the Niners do. Um, and so they could potentially offer their first and they're going to be worse for longer. I don't think they're a immediate team that goes, that picks 30th when they get Watson. I think they're still a ways off. I mean, Von Miller and and Nick Chubb are great football players, but that that team isn't anything really to write home about. The Forty ers are the team that with with the trade to Houston that would scare them. I think is because yeah, you get twelve, but you're probably picking thirty first, thirty second for the next two years with those two other first round picks.
1: Well, the thing is, it's Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, so he could choose his landing spot, and it doesn't necessarily have to go to the best offer. Um, so with the 49ers, it, this is your pitch. When you have both offers on the table and Houston accepts both, even though that the Broncos may be a little better offer because they have a higher pick this year, they they may not be uh, conference champions every single year like you would expect the 49ers and a Watson marriage would be. Um, hey, Deshaun, yeah, you, you could go to the AFC. That means you're going to have years with Patrick Mahomes. Years with Josh Allen, years with Lamar Jackson, just to make it to the Super Bowl. Come over to the NFC. Who's in your conference? Tom Brady, that guy's gone soon. You're fine. Rogers, he's gone soon. You're fine. Russell Wilson, he's already up there in age, and that franchise seems like they may be slipping Russell Wilson out of their hands. Maybe not this off season, but could be any time now. He could end up being in the AFC in five years. We will see. Um. So, dude, the window, the door, whatever, the garage door, it's wide open for you to just dominate this NFC division because the youth of quarterbacks in the NFC is nothing like the youth of quarterbacks in the AFC.
0: Absolutely. And I, we said this on last week's episode. The, the Niners want Deshaun. Deshaun wants the Niners. If I'm Houston, I'm stoked that he is not going to play in the AFC. He's going to play in the NFC. I'm not going to see him that much. So he's not going to try and get that revenge factor on us because the Houston Texans are going nowhere fast. That roster is bad. They're going to have to do a full rebuild with that new head coach, getting Watson out of there. I mean, the the first that they're going to get are going to set them up long term. You know, yes, you're still pick, you're picking late, but if you're smart enough, you can trade down, you can find players. They can rebuild that roster. They have to be smart about it. And it helps that they don't have uh, their old GM anymore because he didn't seem like he knew anything about player personnel or anything. Uh, but there's ways that Houston can make this trade work for them. And it can definitely work for the 49ers. And they can definitely be playing Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl next year. And I think that this is the big swing. Like, we're, you know, when you, that report came out about Jimmy Garoppolo being the quarterback, unless there is a big swing, I think this is the number one big swing. I think the number two big swing would probably be um, either – I think it's a tie. I don't think either one is better. I think Watson is clearly the best option the 49ers have, but I think the next one would be overpaying for Dak Prescott or drafting someone in and in, in trading up or tra- drafting someone at 12 and seeing what happens there. I think those are the two other big swings. But this Watson thing, just it almost feels sometimes when you read about it and you think about it and you listen to people talk about it, it almost sounds like it's too good to be true Like and it just – It should happen. Like there's no reason it shouldn't.
1: Oh, it has to. It has to sound too good to be true. You have to have doubt because he's a 25 year old franchise quarterback that's under contract for a good amount of years with his current team. So it it absolutely has to be good to be true. But at the end of the day, he's eventually going to be moved, and you hope it's going to be the 49ers because Watson with Shanahan is just going to completely dominate the league. And like you said. That has big swing all. That has Barry Bond swing all over it. Uh, so when I hear big swing, I'm like, good, because that's what they need. Because you get a Darnold or a Cousins or a Wentz, that could put that locker room out of that. Let's get a championship mentality. To what the hell are we doing? Mentality because they could win with Garoppolo currently. So if you could win with Garoppolo currently, why would you make a parallel move and give up trade assets? But what you can sell to the locker room is one of those big swings, Watson, Prescott, or an early rookie.
0: And the thing is, is like, so, yeah, some people might be upset because, you know, all these reports that Jimmy Garoppolo is a big favorite in the locker room, all that stuff, and, you know, losing that out to, you know, get a guy who is, you know, 25 years old, you know, hasn't played with this team before, like is completely new. But I think that, you know, there's nothing that's ever said that Deshaun Watson is a bad teammate. There's not one that's ever been like, oh, you know, Deshaun isn't, you know, the guy. Yeah, I just think he doesn't want to play for Houston because it's a bad organization. Like, if you see the video where he went to JJ and he's like, hey, man, sorry we wasted one of your years. He does a ton of community service. He's a good dude. He just doesn't want to play in Houston. I think that's all it is.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. And everyone seems like on the Houston side, whether it's current players or former players, they say, yeah, Deshaun, hold hold to your guns. Let them trade you. Make them trade you. Don't stay in Houston. Like Andre Johnson still lives in the Houston area, and he's an icon of that startup of what that Texans franchise was. It's telling Deshaun Watson, get yourself traded. So that says it all right there. Uh, Nobody on the Houston players uh, is going to be upset with Watson. Yeah, You may be upset because you know if you don't have Watson, you're probably going to lose for a lot of years in a row. But you understand the business side of it. A lot of these players are player first now.
0: Let's do a quick, fun little exercise before we get into the second half of our show. We're going to play a little bit of should we or shouldn't we with the 49ers free agents should be fun. But let's just do a quick little thing because I've been thinking about this a lot. There's a lot of weird little rumor accounts on Twitter that talk about, you know, what a team is drafting, you know, what teams are looking at and different things like that. So let's do a quick look at the draft order like we haven't done in a couple of weeks and just go down. And I just want to do like what you think your dream scenario is for the 49ers. So we're not talking about what we think is exactly going to happen, what we want to happen, but in the, at least in a little bit of reality sense too. Like don't be like, oh, Trevor
1: Lawrence falls all the way to 12. Okay, so a dream, but not a fantasy. Got it, Okay.
0: A dream, but not a fantasy. So, like starting with Jacksonville, I don't think there's any dream to have that. You know, I think that Trevor is is one. I think that's a hundred percent at this point. I don't think there's any chance that Trevor's not number one.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. Um, Trevor Lawrence definitely number one overall pick. I know those were reports with his shoulder and that stuff. Look at his pro day; he looked fantastic. He's definitely going number one.
0: Okay, and so we get to the New York Jets, and here's my dream scenario. Robert Sala decides he's gonna stick with Sam Darnold for a season, and he's gonna see what he can do with Sam Darnold for a year, and if they're not good, he's got a nice long contract, he can draft his franchise quarterback next year, they draft uh like a Penny Seawell or a Devonta Smith and go, you know, bolster that team a little bit, you know, and bolster that horrible roster.
1: Let let's say they go Jamar Chase. Um so we're doing no trades here. Okay. Um, obviously, if they're sticking with Sam Darnold, they would probably trade back to get some draft capital, maybe try to, you know, do something with it. Uh, but for the sake of no sake of no trades, Jamar Chase, will will go ahead and take him at two, give Sam Darnold some weapons.
0: Okay, I'm down with that. Okay, next is number three, the Miami Dolphins, who have a quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa, who they decide to stick with. Tua is the quarterback for next year. They have decided that will be their quarterback, and they go Devonta Smith.
1: They could. They could. um, But I think you got to protect him. I think you got to protect him. But I like that. Can I see well? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because Tua is someone that's basically – he's now got a year away from that Alabama injury where he shattered his hip. Uh, They don't have a good left tackle to protect Tua, or I guess in his sense, a right tackle to protect Tua, and Panay Suel could be a all-pro caliber type of right tackle to protect Tua, and that's what Miami needs. Yeah, they could go receiver um, because they have Devontae Parker, and that's it, really. You're not going to be really pressed with Preston Williams in the game plan. You're He's just... Uh, an above average wide receiver. He's like basically a Kedrick Bourne what he is to the 49ers. So, yeah, they need that. But offense uh, offensive tackle is going to be the priority over a wide receiver for the Dolphins, I feel like.
0: Okay. All right, with the Atlanta Falcons, do we think in a dream scenario they would go quarterback or they would try and bolster their defense, maybe go pass rusher here? Um they're awful on defense. Or do you think that they're just like, nah, Matt Ryan isn't our future, even though we still have him under contract. They have to go quarterback here.
1: I think they got to go quarterback. I, I know we said dream scenario. So who would
0: be the first quarterback off the board here?
1: Um, it sounds like Wilson's probably going to be, in most cases, the second quarterback off the board. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of outlets that think Justin Fields is going to fall a little bit. Um, So that leads me to believe Zach Wilson okay. would be second quarterback off the board. I'm sorry, Nate, stop crying. It's just a mock draft, okay? Zach Wilson <sighs> to the Atlanta Falcons.
0: <laughs> so, okay. So, Zach Wilson off the board at four, even in our dream scenario. Okay. We get to Cincinnati. They're not going quarterback. Their faith is in Joe Burrow. Where do you think they go here? I probably. I mean, defense might, maybe, if, if, if Penn PennICY wasn't there, maybe go defense. Um, maybe Micah Parsons?
1: Maybe, maybe, but there are some crazy allegations, uh, of him at Penn State, so I don't know if he goes that high anymore, um, uh, he, if Ruben Foster was a first-round pick, then this guy's definitely gotta be a first-round pick, um, he does need some weapons, though, as well as offensive line, uh, I, I know Slater is... Pretty high as far as a tackle. Uh the guy's just literally just shredded his knee. So I think you gotta it's one of the same situations with Tua uh gotta protect him.
0: Gotta protect him. So tackle here. Uh one of the main tackles off the board, probably Rashawn Slater. Okay. All right. Next we have the Philadelphia Eagles, who will probably have their quarterback as Jalen Hurd. Hey, Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts. Do they go wide receiver here? They've gone wide receiver last year. They probably go wide receiver again, most likely. Maybe the name. Devonta know, Smith here.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, I think that's that's what they need. That's They have a lot of older guys like Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, and now you could at least have a pretty nice little core uh, with the rookie they just took out of TCU last year. They have Fulgham and then added Devonte Smith, and now your receiving core looks pretty nice.
0: Exactly, and then okay, so next we have Detroit. Their new quarterback, Jared Goff. I Correct. don't think they're drafting a quarterback this year. That's a hot take. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback. I think they're going to run with Goff and see how it goes for a season, and then if they don't like him, then they'll draft a guy. But they're you know, Goff is on on their roster and he's contract. I don't think they go quarterback here. I think they go like a Kyle Pitts maybe
1: they do have hawkinson teams could run two tight end sets but they, they do have hawkinson, have hawkinson you're who right who kind of turn it on a little maybe bit.
0: maybe an edge equity pay here i i could Gregory see so
1: that's how you're gonna get to to uh aaron Rodgers or cousins in that division those two guys aren't like a lamar jackson that or even a patrick mahomes type of uh running ability so if you could get onto them pretty quick even though Aaron Rodgers is pretty mobile. He's not a statue back there. We've seen with the 49ers, you get some good pass rush on Aaron Rodgers and you could kind of make that guy fold.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, we move on to Carolina. Now, I did see a report that they're very, very interested in Mac Jones. I don't think they would take Mac Jones as high. I think that, you know, if, if, if Mac Jones was their guy, they would trade back and go get Mac Jones. But here at eight, do they go quarterback or do they potentially look to bolster what is a pretty subpar roster, you know, with an edge as well?
1: They could. I I think it's just with Justin Fields on the board, it makes too much sense. And speaking uh, with uh, p- the Panthers head coach Matt Rule during the press conference, because I was able to get the access and it, with the Zoom calls and have all the questions answered seems like one of the things he prioritizes is experience. A guy like Trey Lance doesn't really have much experience. Uh, he only started one full season while well, that season ended up in a national championship that is not a, not the natty that we talk about for D1, D1, D1 football, like uh, Justin Fields just played in. Mac Jones, kind of the same thing. He only started one year, so I would put my money based on the experience guy which would be Justin fields
0: okay nine is denver now denver has a quarterback in drew lock that's probably going to be their guy i think they could go patrick sertain here but there's also a chance they go trey lance what do you think i, I
1: like corner for them that's kind of uh with the defensive minded yeah, coach sertain. um so sertain or either farley it, it's got to be one of the corners there um because they, they that is a vulnerable position for them. They do have Patrick Mahomes in that division. They do have Justin Herbert in that division. So you got to match it with a good secondary.
0: Absolutely. Okay, next we have the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense was second worst in the league to only the Seattle Seahawks for most of the year last year. I think they go corner with Caleb Farley here.
1: Yeah, it, it's got to be. So basically, like if Denver, if Denver takes Sertain, then Cowboys go Farley. If Denver takes Farley, then the Cowboys take Sertain. So uh, back-to-back corners here would make a lot of sense for both those teams.
0: Okay, and then the last team before the San Francisco 49ers, the New York Giants, they are running out Daniel Jones. That is their quarterback. I think that they maybe go potentially a tackle to protect him, or they go defense, because their defense was actually pretty good last year
1: they go defense um see this is where I I know with Parsons it's all just allegations linebacker out of Penn State but they do have Saquon in there that went to Penn Mm -hmm. State as well so it seems like they have a valid connection to where if Barkley saying hey Parsons is good like let's take the chance on this guy he's he's good I think Parsons could make a lot of sense for for the Giants because the they don't really have a linebacking core at all.
0: So we get to our 12 pick. So we, we you know, this is, a, this, is, this is a pretty realistic draft at this point. We're at 12. Do the 49ers go Trey Lance if Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter next year? And then if Deshaun Watson is the pick, I don't think they pick at all. I think we've come to this conclusion before the team started the show. If if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback next year, they're not picking 12. So say they don't, they don't get Watson. Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. Is Trey Lance who they take at 12?
1: There's something that tells me that they won't, um, but I think it's the smart thing to do to take Trey Lance right now. I would say that's the favorite. If Trey Lance is on the board at twelve, that would be the odds favorite that they would take. Uh, I wouldn't say another player would be more likely than Lance, whoever's there at twelve. So say like Kyle Pitts, um, Jalen Waddle, Kiwidi Pay. J.C. Horn, I wouldn't say those guys are more likely to be selected at 12 than Trey Lance at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think that in a a scenario where we're not doing any trades, where we're just kind of looking down a draft board, I think that the ideal pick for the 49ers if they stay at 12 is Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Boom. And we will be right back after this commercial break. We're going to play a little game of should we or shouldn't we before we close out this show. All right, we are back from the break. And it's time for a little game of should we or should we. Uh, There are a couple caveats to be had. There are a couple free agents on here the Niners have already signed. Josh Rosen, Jeff Wilson, Tabor Pepper, uh, Ken Webster, Austin Walter, Jared Maiden, and Juwan Jennings are all signed on here, so we will not be talking about them. And we're not going to be talking about Trent Williams because that is an absolute should we. No doubt that is the most important should we in the entire free agent class. But we're going to start with someone that is near and dear to our hearts that I think that we are going to agree on, despite the fact that it's going to be a shouldn't we. It's Richard Sherman.
1: No. Um, Would I like to see Richard Sherman back on the 49ers? Yeah, if it was, you know, the same player that we got in 2019. But it just seems like he was a little off in 2020. And... He's going to get a pretty good offer on free agency. It's not like he's going to get a vet man. And yeah, if he got a vet man, I would say, absolutely, let's match it. It's Rich Sherman, but he's not going to get that. He's going to get paid pretty handsomely. I would say he's going to be somewhere in the top 10 of the cornerback market, could even be top five of the cornerback market. Um, so it, it's got to be a no when it's at that price.
0: It's a no for me as well. I love Richard Sherman. I met at the guy. He's an awesome guy, but It's a no. I don't think there's any reason that they should resign Richard Sherman because I think that there's two corners on here that I would much rather have over Richard Sherman that we'll get to. Um, Next on the list is Solomon Thomas, who was a third overall pick. uh, John Lynch's first year just never really turned out to be what they wanted. I think he's a shouldn't we.
1: Uh, I'm going to say we should on this only way is a vet minimum then yeah if that's his market is a vet minimum or even a million dollars over a vet minimum I'm sure yeah bring him back but if some team which I don't I don't envision it because he's not going to be in anyone's top 20 wish lists of free agents he's not so that's why I would say he's a veteran minimum candidate and if he is then yeah sure because If you're down a little bit on the three tech, then you have Solomon Thomas there. If you're down a little bit on the edge rushers, then cool. Solomon Thomas is there. Uh, So I would say purely on his versatility, even though he's not a game wrecker still there for bench depth. And I would rather have him than other guys. Basically.
0: I think there's only one edge rusher in this free agent class. I'd rather have over Solomon Thomas and we'll get to him. Of course. Um, Next on here is Jaquaski Tart, safety. I want him back. I really like Joukowsky Tart. I think he's a really good safety. I think that he's shown that he's been really good. I just worry that he's going to get offered a good amount of money and we won't be able to afford him, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback.
1: Right. I would say yes, uh, because I do like the upside in Tarverius more, but now I, I'm starting to have the concerns when looking back at the film, when looking back at the numbers, uh, Is he just one of those guys that we get excited about but never really reaches that potential? That's my concerns with him because we always say, like, let him get some reps, let him get some reps, let him get some reps. Well, he's been in the system for three years now, and he's kind of doing the same things that he's done the previous chances he got on this team. Like when he started for Jimmy Ward in 2019, Mm -hmm. bad tackling angles, we saw it still this year. And um, Jason Aponte actually tweeted this out, I, I think it was yesterday, or possibly today, I'm not sure. And, but it was based on yards giving up while in coverage, uh, and more gave up more yards than Tart in about 12 less games in coverage. So that makes me say... Yeah, yeah, maybe I had Tart a little down on my free agency priority list after looking at the tape and the numbers. Tart is one of those safe safeties, but sometimes that's what you need in this league, and not necessarily guys that are going to get five picks but give up six touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I think if they can get Tart signed for a good amount of money, I'd love to have him back for sure. Uh, next on here is Kyle Jujic, Uh fullback. He is oh. The problem is, is they paid him so much when they got him. I would be worried they'd have to pay him like they did again. And I would not pay him like they did again. I would just go try and find a fullback in the draft for much cheaper in like the later rounds. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say that he shouldn't be back. Well, I don't think he had a very good 2020
1: either. He's just one of those guys. If the price is right, but for the sake of this, since I got to choose, I'm I'm still going to say yes. Sorry, I'm going to say yes.
0: Bring him back. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I love Kyle Jusek. Trust me, I love him, but I, don't, I just don't think they can afford him. Um, next is Tevin Coleman. No, don't bring him back. Don't no. need him.
1: Next name. No,
0: next. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, I'd love to see him back because I just love his energy. I think he's fun, um, but I don't know what kind of money he's going to ask for. Um, if it's too much, then no, but like, I'd love to see Kendrick Bourne in a minor uniform again. I'm gonna
1: say we shouldn't because I think he is gonna get that payday that the 49ers. It wouldn't be smart to match.
0: Yes, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm where I'm leaning to. Um, Kwan Williams, I really like him. He's been really good for the 49ers, but I think he's a shouldn't we just because I think he's going to warrant a lot of money. Um, I and I think that there's a cheaper option on here that the Niners could potentially keep and plays the position just as well.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and and say no on K-1 as well. I, I didn't think I was going to once the season ended, but the more we get closer to free agency, he's probably going to warrant somewhere around 5 to $7 million. And based on where the 49ers are yeah. right now against the cap and not having that quarterback situation figured out yet, uh, I don't think they could afford him once free agency opens. So I'm going to go ahead and say no because I don't want a K1 signing interfering with potentially a Trent Williams or some other move.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um next is Ronald Blair. I think it's a shouldn't we cuz he didn't play it all last year? Um and he was, you know, he got almost 3 million. I don't just don't see there's a need for him. I mean, if he if he comes cheap sure, but I I just don't see it. I don't see any way he comes back. That's Sala's guy. Let him go be with Sala. So no, go be with Salah. exactly Ben Garland I think does come back but only if they can't make something work with Alex Mack um, in the free agency period I think if they can get a deal for Alex Mack Shanahan will be ecstatic and they can let Ben Garland go but Ben Garland didn't even get to play with the same line all year and he wasn't terrible at center I mean I think they can make him work but I think that Alex Mack is probably the plan they want at at center next year
1: I'm gonna say yes uh, because I don't think he's going to be a guy that makes more than $3.5 million. He could play either guard or center. So if you do end up with Alex Mack and you have Garland play guard, then now you have Brunskill basically playing that mm. versatile position that he excelled at in 2019. And I think if you have Brunskill basically as the sixth man on the offensive line,
0: that means your offensive line is pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I get it. That makes sense. Uh, Next is Kerry Hyder. I think that I want him back so bad. I'd love to have him back on this defense uh, with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and and Javon Kinlaw. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to afford him. He was really good for the 49ers last year. Um, He's only 30 years old. I'd love to have him back. I just don't know if they'll be able to afford him. Um, I'm going to say
1: yes with Kerry Hyder. A lot of people talked about J.J. Watt. Uh, coming in, but I don't want no JJ J. J. Watts going to warrant a big contract. So, no, I'm out on JJ Watt because I want Kerry Hyder uh, instead of Watt. Kerry Hyder had a 4.19 quarterback hit percentage based on pass rushing snaps. And JJ Watt was in the Eric Armstead threshold. Armstead was at and jj watt was also under three at 2.9 so if he's that close to armstead give me carrie Hyder. yeah i hear the comparisons of oh jj watt got double teamed a lot more why don't you look at that and get that double team out of my face now we're just making excuses um give me Mm -hmm. carrie Hyder. carrie Hyder didn't even have nick bosa on the other side so now you give him a season with nick bosa like come on what are we doing give me give me carrie Hyder.
0: Yeah, Kerry Heider is one of my top three on here for sure. I, I'd love to have Kerry Heider back. He's a, should, he's a should we if we can make it work for sure. I'm just going to ring off a couple of names because I know they're all shouldn't we's. Uh, Ezekiel Ansah, no. Tom Compton, no. Jerick McKinnon, no. Tony Bertram, no. Um, the next one is Jamar Taylor. And I talked about how Kwan Williams would be more expensive. I think Jamar Taylor could potentially be a cheaper Kwan Williams and play that position he played it pretty decent last season I think if they can make Jamar Taylor work I'd love to have him back
1: Jamar Taylor played it outstanding last year I would say the only reason uh Kaywon would get paid more than Jamar because Kwan had had a step up when it came to blitzing from the nickel corner um but when it comes to coverage Jamar Taylor was outstanding in his own right and on top of it you had Nick Mullins once Jamar got hurt, unfortunately, you had Nick Mullins, the, the current starting quarterback since Garoppolo was out, the current starting quarterback, giving Jamar Taylor a shout-out in press conference about Jamar's leadership. That goes a long ways. Um, Nick Mullins isn't the only one feeling that. The whole locker room felt like that. Sala mentioned it himself, an oppressor. Uh, so that guy showed that he could be a leader on that defense. So, yeah, bring back Jamar Taylor. He was outstanding in coverage.
0: Absolutely. I think he should be the starter next year. Uh, The next one is Jordan Reed. I think if they can get him back for cheap as, like, a backup for Kittle, I'd love to have him back, but I don't know what kind of money he's going to warrant. He's 31 years old. Um, They got him for super cheap this year. If they can get him super cheap again, totally I'm down.
1: Uh, I would say let's just run it with Ross Dwelly, to be honest. Uh, While Jordan Reese, like— Ross Dwelly's on
0: this list as well.
1: I, well, he's restricted, so I would imagine he's going to be back. Um, yeah. With, with Jordan Reed, it's just I saw too many third downs targeted to Jordan Reed that did not even not yet completed. So, for that sake, I, I would think let's just run with another guy who could be a potential better pass or run blocker in Twelly than what Reed was. Um, younger, you don't necessarily cringe every time he gets hit because you don't know if he's going to go out for multiple weeks or the entire season. Um, Obviously, that's out of Jordan Reed's control because he would prefer to play 16 games. But where his body is at physically, you can't really count on 16 games rather than Ross Dwelly. You would say more likely than not, he he could be out there for 16 games.
0: All right. And then here's the two most two of the most important ones on here. Jason Verrett and Akello Witherspoon and I want both back. That I 100% want both of them back if I can. If Jason Verrett is willing to give a nice little hometown discount to the team that gave him a chance when nobody else would, I would love to have him back on a nice contract for he was a great corner. He was a tremendous corner. We talked about him constantly throughout the season. And then Akello, if he can, I mean I feel like he's gotten better every year. And if they want to just get another corner on roster and without drafting a guy, I feel like if they could get both these guys back, it would be awesome. They're both should we's for me if it's possible.
1: Well, yeah. When you look at Jason, Wright, The 49ers didn't just give him a chance once. They gave him a chance twice. And that's after 2019 where he gave up that touchdown, that long touchdown to Pittsburgh when he came in and then came right out and then missed the rest of the season after that. And They still gave him a second chance uh, into this 2020 season. So I would say I'm all for Jason Brett. Maybe he does feel like, hey, he doesn't owe the 49ers anything, but maybe it's just how they were loyal to him and gave him another chance. Makes him think, yeah, I could shed off a million dollars to go resign with the 49ers instead of picking up an extra million going somewhere else. Um I, if we look at it and say Jason Brett, Emmanuel Mosley, and Jamar Taylor are your starting corners, I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable in that. And with the Oh, I am
0: too. Absolutely. I,
1: I like Akello a lot. I, I think the kid has a ton of potential, but I'm going to put my money on the better odds, which is Jason Brett because I don't know when Achillo, like Akello looked nice in those last four games, but I don't know when that confidence is going to kick in and kick out oh, at yeah. any given moment
0: deciding between the two. I want Jason Verrett over Akello. but if it's possible to get both totally, but yes, Jason Verrett, number one corner, the one I absolutely want on this team next year.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's a situation where they could afford both plus a Jamar Taylor. Um, so I, I would figure maybe a Jamar Taylor and a Jason Verrett would be more ideal than a Jamar Taylor, Akello. and, and Emmanuel Mosley as your starting corners. like It hits different when you hear Jason Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, and Jamar Taylor.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next is Dante Johnson. I think he's a no. I, you know, He's been on this team so many times. They've been able to get him whenever they want. If they really want to go get him sometime throughout the season. I don't think he's going to be hard to get. Um, Deion Jordan, I just don't see it. Uh, they got him because they needed depth. That's why they went out and got him. Uh, are you, you agree with both of those?
1: Well, Dante Johnson's going to be on this team until 2070. So, uh, like, it doesn't even matter what I say at this point. He'll be on this 49ers team until the NFL dies, basically.
0: <laughs> and Deion Jordan, they don't need him. Uh, Haranis Grasu, what do you think of him? I, If they can get him for cheap, it's nice to have a little bit of depth, right? I mean, like. Bye. <laughs> uh, Jordan Wills, uh, they traded for him.
1: Yeah, Jordan Willis down. I think Jordan Willis looked good. Um, when looking at the the quarterback hit rate, uh, based on pass rushing snaps, Jordan Willis wasn't too bad. He was actually second on the defensive line behind Carey Hyder at three point four five, and Carey Hyder was at four point nineteen. The second guy up was Eric Armstead, that was under three. So yeah, Jordan Willis. I think he played well in in his short. Limited 145 pass rushing snaps.
0: I just don't think they'll get him. I mean, he was he was you know a three million dollar player. I just don't see they'll they'll pay money for him um, with Bosa returning. Uh, But we'll see. Obviously, Um, the next couple: uh, C.J. Beathard. God, I hope not. Um, (laughs) Nick Mullins. I hope not. Ross Dwelly. I think yeah, if they can get him for cheap, for sure. And then Emmanuel Mosley, which we talked about, is an absolute yes. Yeah.
1: uh, The best thing for C.J. Beathard would be that you visit Tennessee and he's just there in a bar singing and playing the guitar, which that's what he loves to do. That's probably, you know, the best thing and goes on a world tour and just becomes the number one country selling album. There we go. Like that's where he should be. Um, Nick Mullins, maybe a a an assistant coach, that would be cool. But as far as like QB two, no, thank you. Or play that Josh Johnson role and be the pack and
0: go play for the XFL. Player.
1: Like cool. yeah, or the next you know startup league, he could he he might win MVP in the XFL. Um, but yeah, I'm out on those two guys <laughs> for sure.
0: Absolutely, I think that pretty much sets us up. Uh, I mean, I think that they can put – like, everyone talks about how this offseason has all these free agents they have to sign. There's a lot of free agents, but I think there's only a few. Like, we just went through all of them, you know, the main ones at least. And I think, you know, there's certain ones that they should definitely sign. Um, And I think that they can get that done, um, you know, if they could find a way to move off Jimmy or just get cheaper at the quarterback position, um, you know, cut – uh you know find a way to to get rid of that uh D Ford contract and that Western Richburg contract
1: yeah absolutely and a lot of those names you say no on is just like say Horanis Grasu uh if you go out and sign Horanis Grasu that might prevent you from taking a center in the 5th round and that could have been your next fifth round gem but you don't take them because you re-sign Ronas Grassu when you shouldn't have or or sign an extra interior offensive lineman on the practice squad and he ends up turning into the next uh, practice squad undrafted free agent that becomes a quality NFL starter so that's why you say no on on a lot of these guys because their ceiling's not high enough to where you re-sign them and you could go ahead and draft a fifth-round guy that eventually has a high ceiling or an undrafted guy that has a high ceiling or take a chance on another free agent guy that's cheap but fits your system a lot better than, say, a Grasu or Dion Jordan does.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just think so much of this offseason plan relies on getting Trent Williams. And if that doesn't happen, Twitter is going to burn if he signs with someone else. And I think that's the honest God truth. I think that they have to get him back. That's the number one, the number one thing they have to get done, and then we go from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the obvious move. Um, even before acquiring Deshaun Watson, you gotta you gotta lock down Trent Williams, and that free agency is in mid March. So Deshaun Watson still going to be Houston Texans come mid-March. So if they do get Watson, Trent Williams better still be on the team.
0: Trent Williams, Deshaun Watson, Jason Verrett, and let's go win a Super Bowl, right? Like, exactly. That's, that's the plan.
1: Yeah, that, that's what we're going with. Let, that's going to be their sixth Lombardi. I already see it now. Deshaun Watson, Trent Williams, and, and Ross Dwelly on the podium. Okay, maybe not Dwelly.
0: And Ross DeWellie on the podium. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe Kerry Hyder because he breaks a sack record in a Super Bowl or something. I don't know. Crazy things happen. Uh, but, you know, you never know. Anyways, we've gone on real long today. Uh, Leo, if they want to check out your stuff, how can they do it?
1: Go ahead and find me on uh, Twitter at LeoLuna93, as always. Or go ahead and and take a look at my writing. Uh, Everything in writing will be on 49ersgoldmine.com.
0: Absolutely. Check out the website. It's a great website. And you can find me at NinerNate49. You can argue with me on Twitter. For some reason, every time I post something, people just love to argue in the comments. And it's just just great, you know? Sometimes it's great. But (laughs) we'll see what happens as this offseason goes on. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, it's going to be... A little rough for a little while here. But this has been the Niners Nation podcast. We are only four or five weeks into this offseason. Free agency's coming up here soon. And hopefully Deshaun Watson will be a 49er. I'm going to say it at the end of every show because it has to happen. I cannot stress it enough. They need to make this work. Go get Deshaun Watson. Go get him. Get it done. We'll see you next week.